Employment, income, and assets. Oh my. All important things when it comes to buying a house. And those are the things we're talking about on this episode of the Toddcast. Glad you're tagging along. Let's dive into this. First is employment. What do you need to know before you go out and fall in love with a house? What do you need to know about your job? What we have to verify, what underwriters are looking for? Because it's not the fact that you just have a job. It has to, an underwriter's looking for something that's stable, consistent, and provable. That's what we're looking for. If you just changed careers last week for the third time in three months, that's not real stable, just so you know. You need to stay in the same career, at least for a two-year period. Now, when I say career, if you are a plumber and you change companies, but you're still a plumber, that's okay. You've been a plumber for at least two years. What's not okay is if you were a school teacher last week and tomorrow you're a brain surgeon. Probably not going to work. Going to be a little tough to get anyone to come see you anyway. But we, you have to be stable when it comes to your employment. And they're going to check back for two years to see kind of where you are, how you're doing, are you progressing in your career? Because those are all important things when it comes to making money, which is we're going to talk about that in a minute when we talk about income. But they're going to look at your employment and see if those factors are there. So it's not just about having a job. It's about being in an industry for a certain amount of time and showing stability to underwriters. So let's talk about income. Income is probably the one thing that trips up most people when it comes to buying a home. Because let's be honest, we all get paid a little differently. Some of us get paid a salary. We get paid every two weeks or twice a month. It's pretty much like clockwork. It hits our bank account. We get a little notice on our email that our pay stub's available. That's pretty simple. But then there's those of us that get paid commissions, like myself. Well, commissions are different than normal income. So we have to show a track record of commission income, and we have to do some averaging, unless you get the same amount of commissions every month. But I will venture to say that most of us that are on commissions, that's not the case, or we would be on salary. Another thing that trips us up is I might be talking to somebody and they're like, well, I get a big bonus every year. Well, how much was it last year? Well, I got $10,000 last year. That's awesome. How much was it the year before? It was $1,000. Well, that's not quite as great. It's only a tenth of what you got the next year. So how's an underwriter going to know what you're going to get in this coming year? So bonus income is hard to prove up. We can use it, but we have to average. Hourly income, if you work 40 hours a week, pretty straightforward. Salary, pretty straightforward. Commission, bonus, uh, those type incomes, we're going to have to do a little more work. We're going to have to prove up a little bit more. Don't mishear me here. You can still qualify for a mortgage if you have those types of income. We just have to show some averages. They're not going to go off the best month you had last year. You know, I, I hang out with a bunch of guys and you know, we like to brag a little bit, and sometimes when you, people ask, well, how'd you do last year? Well, we're all quick to tell them the best month we had, income-wise, but we don't always tell them the worst month we had. And most of us never average. Unfortunately, that's what an underwriter is going to do. They're going to average. Another thing that trips people up is you might have a side hustle. You might mow yards in the summer. Well, most people that mow yards get paid cash. And 
most of us, when it comes to cash, we, uh, we might or might not always put all that cash on our tax return because we don't want to pay income tax on it. Hey, your income tax and how your tax strategy is, that's your business. But just know, if you need to count that cash as part of your income, it's problematic. Cash is hard because one, we can't prove where it came from. We can't prove that it's going to continue. And it's really hard to average because the only thing we can go by is what you tell us. So that's really almost a deal killer. So if you work a job where you get paid pretty much the majority of your income in cash, an underwriter is going to revert back to your tax return and look at your tax return to see what kind of average you've been doing. So employment's super important. Income, not just the fact that you have money coming in, but how it's coming in, how often it's coming in, and how much of it's trackable or usable is the word we use. Those are important things. The last thing is assets. Um, assets can be you know, anything from your savings account, your checking account. Uh, it can be your 401k. It can be investments. It, assets are anything that you have that is a value and that is liquid. Those are the assets we're looking for. If all of your money's tied up in something that you can't get to that money, then an underwriter is going to raise their hand and say, well, if they can't get to it, we can't give them credit for it. It's great that you have it, and it may be part of your wealth-building strategy, but it has to be something you can get to if you want us to use it to help you qualify for a mortgage. You know, I've heard before that cash is king. Well, cash is king almost, unless you get paid in cash, because we've already talked about it, it's hard to prove that. And unless you have a bunch of cash underneath your mattress in your bedroom, because we can't source that. All of the assets that we're going to need for a mortgage, we're going to have to be able to source through a bank statement, through a asset account, a mutual fund account, something that shows us where where the money is and what it's and how much there is, and also how long it's been there. You know, I've had uh, unfortunately through the years we've been doing this a long time, and through the years I've had folks that mysteriously came into $30,000 in their checking account. Like last Thursday, they deposited $30,000. An underwriter's gonna question where that money came from if you're trying to use that money to purchase a home. There's a lot of reasons that that's a red flag. Uh, some of it could have been you took a credit card advance. Maybe you have a, a great, 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 great uncle that does some shady stuff on the side. That's not usable income. So big, large deposits have to be sourced. And it can be very frustrating because you know you need money and you figured out a way to get it, but it's really not your money if you borrowed it on a credit card. Well, I guess it is, but now you have a credit card payment associated with that. So, or if somebody gifted you funds, that's great. There's a proper way to, for family to gift you money, but it has to be a gift. It can't be a loan. If you're going to have to pay it back, then we have to take that into consideration. My recommendation is Speak to a mortgage professional before you go out and fall in love with a house. Let's talk about these things. Let's talk about your employment. Let's talk about your income and how your income works. Because there's some steps we could take and some things we could do to make your home buying experience much smoother. There's some little things that you might could do when it comes to assets that 
takes all that guesswork and all that um, possibly it's a problem, maybe it's not a problem, off the table. There's things that we can do where we can position you correctly to make your home buying process just as smooth as possible. Because let's be honest, it's not an easy process. It can be easier if you plan ahead. But most of the time, when people get really frustrated during this process, it's because they went out and fell in love with the house first and then tried to figure out how to make it work. Totally backwards thinking. Let's get all the information. Let's build a plan together. Let's get you in a position that it's going to work for you and work for you really well. And listen, this is my caveat. If you're working with a mortgage professional, then keep working with that mortgage professional. If you don't have a mortgage professional, then my team's here to help you. We would love to be a resource for you. We would love to build a plan for you that's specific to your wealth building plan when it comes to real estate. Whether it's your primary residence, an investment property, it doesn't matter. If you're building wealth through real estate and you're gonna need a mortgage to do that, most of us do, then you need to have a plan. You need to know where the pitfalls are before you get to them. Nothing more frustrating to get tied up into a contract only to find out you're not gonna qualify because you took a large deposit or most of your income's in cash or you just started a new career 13 days ago. Those are all deal killers. We don't want you to be there. We wanna make sure we give you a plan to success. So employment, income, and assets. It doesn't have to be, oh my, it can be easy. Let us help you.